Hey guys, I greet you all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Um, before we get into it, let's bow our heads with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love, your care, your guidance and your protection. I thank you for the opportunity to commune with this devoted person and study your word and commit it to our hearts. I pray your Holy Spirit would remain in us and assist us, lead us and guide us, fill us with understanding that we may discern between righteousness and unrighteousness. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Um, I do want to apologize for not being able to post as often. Um, I must admit I don't like speaking about my personal life, but um, just to give a bit of context, it has been a tough couple of weeks. So emotionally, spiritually, socially, financially, all the lees, <laughs> um, I've honestly been feeling like, or not even feeling, I've actually been hitting rock bottom on all fronts and um it came to a point where i was at a really trying time in fact i'm still at that point of being tried i'm still in the fire right now but um i i wanted to share this part of the process because Firstly, I've been impressed to share this. Um, and secondly, because sometimes it's easy to think that walking with Christ is sunshine and rainbows. Walking with Christ means that everything's going to be okay and it's all hunky-dory. And while I believe that everything is going to work out in the end, because chapter in the book of Romans says all things work together for the good of them that love him I believe that in the end yes it will be okay it will work out but right now right now though <laughs> it's not that easy and it's not that simple right and I'm just at that point where it's not that easy and it's not that simple. And I think it's important to capture this as well. To capture spiritual highs and spiritual lows. Because, as I'm saying, I don't want people to think that because I'm sharing and I'm always happy when I'm sharing that walking with God is always, you know, like this amazing thing and while it is amazing because we do have the encouragement that we find in the word i do want to speak on the lows right and and my heart okay so this this point in my life made me realize how as i said how difficult it is to be a child of God, to be a daughter of Zion. I feel like 
I have come so far in my walk with Christ, but I am so far from Christ. I am so opposed to his nature. The book of Romans says, I think it's Romans chapter 2 or 3, it says, A heart that is rooted in the flesh is enmity against God. We cannot please God in our flesh. And the more I was thinking about where I was and where I am right now, I'm looking at my heart. And Jeremiah says, the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it, right? And I realized that my heart really is deceitful. I was getting very impatient with God over a few things. I was getting very frustrated with my situation. I was reading my Bible and seeing all the promises and the beautiful things that God has in store for me and that he has planned for me. But looking with my eyes, I didn't see it. Hearing with my ears, I didn't hear that. It was just bad news after bad news. And there comes a point where it's just like, I don't understand. And it came to the point where I had to ask myself whose report I was going to believe. Am I going to believe the report of these people who keep bringing bad news, who keep trying to crush my spirit and my soul? Or am I going to believe the report of the Lord? And guys, I don't want to say that it's easy. Because that's not what I'm saying. But I know that the word says God's words do not return to him empty and void until they have accomplished what he has set out um, for them to do, right? And it's, it's honestly so trippy to hear one thing from God and see the complete opposite in the world. I can imagine this is what Abraham felt when God kept promising him multiple times. You're going to be a father of many nations. You're going to have a son, right? And yet he would live and he has no kids. And I can even imagine his frustration when he he says to God, Lord, what are you going to give me seeing that I go childless? Like you're promising me all these things, but you can see I don't have a child. You're giving me all these other things, but you're seeing that I don't have a child. And obviously the Lord God that we serve is true and faithful and righteous altogether. And he blessed him with the son in due time. And I think that's the point. That is the moral. In due time. God is outside time. And he knows the right time for everything we're supposed to receive. And when we are supposed to receive those things. And we don't understand that because we are in time. And sometimes, I know for myself, I can't speak for you, but I feel like I'm running out of time for some reason. And God keeps promising me this, that, and the third. And I'm like, but I don't feel like I have time. And it feels like it's taking longer. And it's like, Lord, what is going on? 
But here's the thing, right? When Abraham and God made a covenant with each other, when God changed his name, remember, from Abram to Abraham, that was an act of faith on Abraham's part. From that point on, I mean. Because you realize that whenever Abraham had to go out to make business deals or whenever he had to go out to sacrifice or meet other people, people would be like, oh, what is your name? And at that point, Abraham has to make a decision. Am I Abram or am I Abraham? Am I what my situation is right now or am I what God says my situation is. I hope that makes sense because that's where I am in my walk right now where God is calling me to call myself but what he has promised even though I don't see that in action right now. You know what I'm saying? And most of the listeners as well This is not an easy task. Imagine Abraham walking around referring to himself as a father of many nations. And that whole thing could be crushed by one question. Oh, so where are your kids? Imagine calling yourself a father of many nations and you don't even have a single child. And I just realized that I'm so, like, I'm such a horrible person because I was getting so frustrated with the process of pruning because God works through you in these seasons, right? And I realized how wicked and evil my heart is. And I cried to the Lord and I was like, Lord, I need heart surgery. (laughs) My heart is broken. It is defiled. It is wicked. It is deceitful. It is the opposite of who you are. And I can't take it. I cannot take it anymore. And honestly, it wasn't easy to even have that conversation because sometimes you feel like you can't be honest with God. Because maybe the things you want to express are not quote-unquote holy. But I put it to you that God already knows what's in your heart. So why not be real? If there's anyone to be real with, I would put it to you that it's God. Because he already knows. You can't hide anything from him. You're only fooling yourself if you think you can, right? And... And I told him, I spoke to God and I told him my heart is broken. I'm getting so flustered and frustrated. I constantly need reassurance from you. And I don't know, I don't know how long I can put up with this anymore, right? I was even getting frustrated because it felt like I wasn't hearing him as clearly as I used to. Oh, but my God, he says his grace is sufficient for me. You know, 
after crying out to him like this, um, <laughs> those who walk with God will know that sometimes we don't get immediate responses from him. But when you pour out your heart to him, I promise you it's the best person you can pour out your heart to because he can actually do something about it. Sometimes we vent to our friends, but our friends really can't do anything about our situations. We'll tell them, oh, um, I don't have this. I don't have money for this. I can't do this. I'm, you know, this person is frustrating me, but they can't actually do anything. They can just listen to you and comfort you. But even their comfort is, I don't want to say it's in vain as if like there isn't a level of comfort that they do provide, but it doesn't change things is what I'm trying to express. But when we vent to the creator, he can actually change things, right? And so the next day, I think, or somewhere during that week after I had just poured out this filthy heart of mine to my creator. I get messages from my um, Bible app and the message that it sent to me was very pointed. It's found in Ezekiel 36 verses 26. But I'll start from verses 25. It says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. 26, a new heart I will give to you, a new spirit I will put within you. I will take away the stony heart of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. 27. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. 28. And you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. May the Lord add a special blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Listen, when God speaks, he spoke, okay? When I told him, Lord, my heart is filthy and I don't know what to do. I'm getting angry. I'm getting frustrated. I'm, I'm constantly needing reassurance, which is a thing that he taught me. The need for constant reassurance is bordering on doubt if it's actually not doubt it, i think it's doubt right and i'm questioning a whole lot of things that you've already told me because what i'm hearing from you and what i'm seeing are not matching up when i tell you there was a there was like this it's like a release it was like the Holy Spirit just resting on me. When he said that he will take away this heart of mine, this filthy heart that I'm complaining about, and he will give me a heart of flesh. 
And remember, God doesn't say something and he doesn't plan to do it, right? I was really humbled. I am really humbled. Because I don't deserve this level of mercy, but God is giving it to me nonetheless. And by extension, he is giving it to you. If you are listening to this, God is offering. This is not just a promise for me. Don't think that I'm talking about me here. I'm talking about us. This is, a, this is a promise available to us. Guys, I hope that this, is, this serves as an encouragement that it is tough and it is difficult. And sometimes we do get weary. I know I do. Sometimes you need to cry. Sometimes you need to like run. You need to punch something. You need to break something. You need to express the frustration and, you know, get it out of your system. But whatever you do, please go back to the Creator. Please go back to the God. Who spoke the world into existence. Because he really cares about us. And he really carries us through. Everything. Okay. I just want us to try something really quickly. Breathe in. Breathe out. That breath comes directly from God. Every single breath that you take is a gift, is a mercy from God. Who sits in heaven, who is unmatched. And that God sees fit for you to have his breath. What are you using that breath for? Are you using it to give glory to him? Or are you using it to give glory to yourself? Or to give glory to idols? Before I leave you. I, I want to leave you with this verse from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verses 8. It says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. If you've made it up to this point, never ever forget this promise. The Lord is the one who goes before us. And he's always with us. And sometimes it's difficult to pray. Sometimes it's difficult to read our Bibles because of how the world keeps tossing us to and fro. But when you are in the press, when the fire is hot, call on the name of the Lord and be saved. I know sometimes you want to pray 
but there's just no words. <laughs> and I want to tell you today that Lord help me is a prayer en enough. Lord save me is a prayer that re that resonates in the chambers of heaven. That's a prayer that Peter prayed when he was sinking in the sea. And the word says immediately Jesus was right there. Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. There is saving. There is healing. There is a new spirit. There is a new heart available for us. If we just call upon the name of the Lord. I'm telling you guys, that name has power. And I've seen not only what it's done in my life, because my testimony is, is, <laughs> is nothing compared to God's testimony, right? Compared to what is in his own word, what he has to say about it. There is life at the cross. Anyway, folks, that's all I've been graced to share with you guys. I hope you are all well. I hope you stay in the faith. There is life in the faith. Everything else is death and destruction and depravity. You don't want to be caught up in those things. This is not the time to be worldly. Draw closer to the Lord and he will draw closer to you. I'm praying for you and I wish you all the best. And I encourage you to keep holding on. Because this is the year of Jubilee. This is the year of our Lord's favor. Let's hold on to the promises that he has given us. Because we serve a God who cannot lie.